0: What's going on, internet, the black of here, aka And to be honest, I'd like to welcome you back to my show, Hokage Thoughts, the show uh, ain't no hoes, but we do think out loud here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you choose to listen to this show. Today, in which I'm recording is... August 15th 2020 and I saw a lot of you asking me to give an update on how the diet has been going uh at least on the on the YouTube version because that's the only way I can get comments on the YouTube version a lot of y'all were asking me how like give updates on what's going on because I'm currently on the carnivore diet that ace put me on to make sure to follow ace he does a podcast about gaming and working out gamer flex podcast is the name of it I repeat gamer flex podcast he put me on to the carnivore diet Um, as of right now, I am down 15 pounds in two weeks. Um, I think, uh, the weight loss is going to slow down a little bit. I mean, it has slowed down. Uh, but like every day I wake up and I feel like I, I don't feel like I do. I look thinner, like in my waist. So like, for me, it's not going to be more so about like straight fat loss It's more going to be about, um, body recomposition because, um, I have, I have muscular build. Like I have, I have a lot of muscle on me still. So it's more about just losing the fat and muscles heavy. So it's like, I don't know how much, how much weight I'm going to actually lose. I don't know. My goal was like 30 though. My goal was 30. I think, uh, maybe 40, if I feel like I need to lose a little bit more to lean out. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see body. I, I, I can say this much. I'm not, I'm, I'm probably on track to maybe lose like two to three pounds a week now, like a normal pace. But, um, every day i wake up i feel like I, I like i look thinner i can i can see the difference in my body like i woke up this morning i was like okay i was like i'm not gonna lie like a lot of aunties like y'all thought i was fucking aunties you thought i was fucking aunties now wait till i'm in my final form my frieza final form the golden form you know how frieza pulled up with her arms out with oh, his her, her. hit i don't know he's a he right i don't know blue hair twitter don't get me mad at me but frieza you know like <laughs> frieza you remember how he pulled up with the gold in his arms out goku i have a new (laughs) we're like aunties i'm going to fuck you all you thought i was fucking aunties now wait till i hit my final form we're gonna be fucking all the aunties bro all of them if your auntie come to the cookout she gonna give me that throat anyways like i said down 15 pounds in two weeks um feeling good i have more energy like the first week that i did it Um, it was really rough because it's, it's a no, no carb, no sugar diet. And like, I think I was having sugar withdrawals, but like, I don't have any more of that. And like, maybe like four days ago, I had like the epiphany. I was like sitting there, like editing video. I was like, yo, I feel really good. Like, I feel like I'm 21 again. Like, I feel like I'm 18 again, back like from probably 15 to about 23 that's when like I was in like my peak shape when I had like abs and like I was shredded because for those of you that are first-time listeners like I've been an athlete majority of my life I've been in shape more in my life than not but you know I fell off I fell off the bike because of injuries and shit like that and now I'm getting back on it I feel like I'm finally breaking my plateau and like I'm not gonna lie like the old me is about to meet the new me when we get right bro like the old me my shirt used to be off all the time all the hoes and shit bro i'm probably about to start streaming with my shirt off anyways um (laughs) i'm telling you bro like you niggas not gonna be able to tell me shit bro fucking uh it's just a good confidence boost to wake up and look in the mirror and like what you see there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that um that was that was something i was trying to convey to somebody in my stream the other night too um, cause he was like complaining that like stores, online stores don't have anything bigger than a 2XL. And I like, I was asking, I was like, I'm not trying to be an ass. I've never been that big. The biggest I've ever been is an XL. Um, but I was asking, I was like, why do you, why do you think it's cool to be like a 3XL or like bigger or something like that? Like, bro, like lose some weight just for your health, not to be like an asshole or nothing, but like, you just feel, you feel good. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I woke up this morning and I felt good. I liked what I saw in the mirror. It's like, I'm not where I want to be. Um, but like I can see the difference in my body and i'm like, okay, okay And like you're probably not going to be able to see the weight loss on the video version because I don't really have any form-fitting clothes Like these I have an xl shirt on and it's like really loose on me I mean, maybe that's a way that you can tell it's, it's getting loose on me um and Another reason you're probably not going to be able to see any weight loss because my head is big as shit Like I can lose all the weight in the world. Y'all not gonna be able to see it because my head big as hell so anyways, um Yeah. You just feel good. It's a good confidence booster. Fucking mad aunties. Uh, Let me finish my fucking intro. yo. We like five minutes into this shit. I didn't even finish the damn intro. Anyways. Um, if you're interested in the diet that I am currently doing, it's called the carnivore diet. Um, there is a guideline for my diet because a lot of people kept asking what I was doing. Um, so I put it on my FAQ. A lot of people in my stream were asking in the stream chat, so I put it on my FAQ. There is a link to my FAQ in the description box below. If you're watching the video version, if you're listening to the audio version, the video version drops at YouTube.com/theblackokage. Just check the description box. There will be a link to my FAQ. It's it's always the top link, and it has a link to all my sponsors, my diet plan, frequently asked questions, stuff like that. Every time somebody new looks at it, I'd be like, Yo, this is actually really smart that you did that, but I know it's I know. Fucking look at the FAQ. My diet plans on there. Now, before we get into the show, know that you should rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts. Why? Because it helps move my show up the algorithm, which helps bring in new listeners. Um, If you want to financially support the show, you want to take your support even further. You can donate whatever amount you see fit, whether it's a dollar, five dollars, ten, a hundred, a million. You can donate to my Cash App at dollar sign the black Hokage. 08 it would be much appreciated once again that is dollar sign the black okage 08 it will be to the side of me where the um you know where the topics are or whatever if, if you need to spell it out or it's in the description box of the video version all right now before we get into the meat and potatoes of things got a quick few updates on some news stories i know like um when i took questions on twitter some of you guys were asking me to talk about uh, what's that shit called? Uh, la, 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 the the Apple and uh, Fortnite. I didn't put that on the show notes because I was going to save that for the GI podcast. I do a gaming specific podcast. I talk about gaming here a little bit, but we go really in detail with like industry stuff on the Game and Illuminati podcast. So make sure to follow that on Spotify and Apple. Let me get this because water. My mouth is dry already. Um, but one thing I did want to bring up. This is just a just a just a quick bite. Just a quick bite um so for those unaware avatar the last airbender in my opinion my humble opinion just my opinion hear me out avatar the last airbender is the greatest cartoon ever created if you haven't watched it shut the fuck up nobody cares about your opinion um the season on say uh anyways uh shout out to toff she's the goat uh they are creating a live action version on netflix it will be a netflix original um and they're pumping some money into this um i'm not gonna lie when they first announced this i was like "Eh, uh," i feel like certain things should remain the way they are uh if it's a cartoon just let it be a cartoon if it's an anime just let it be a damn anime um, I don't really see the point in, in, in doing those type of things, but they wanted to do a live action. So, you know, we got to respect with Netflix and, and the creator signed on board for it. So I thought, you know, maybe it would be all right, but the creators of the avatar last airbender have actually stepped down from consulting Netflix, uh, on the live adaptation because they, uh, due to creative differences and now fans are unhappy with the shit. I don't have some crazy hot take about it, but like, I'll say this much, I don't think a live action show should have been made of this, Um, but because the creators were on board with it and they were consulting and making sure things were going correctly and were accurate, I was thinking maybe it'll be decent if they pump some money into it. Now the creators are not there, I'm not even going to hold my breath. Just putting it out there, just putting it out there. Um, Okay, the next thing that I wanted to put up there, quick bite. For all my goddamn TikTokers, all my Gen Z's out there. So I'm pretty sure if you're on TikTok, you already know this. But for those of you unaware who casually just kind of look at the content on there, um... Trump has issued a ban on TikTok because there's concerns, there's privacy concerns about China's funneling your information, stealing your information and using it for the government or some shit. Um, originally Trump gave a 45 day deadline, but it's been extended into 90 days. So 90 days, TikTok has, they have 90 days to get their act together, whatever that means. Um, currently there are rumors that Microsoft is in talks with buying, purchasing TikTok and running its American operations and basically helping it clean up its, uh, cleaning up the app. And then there's also rumors that Twitter is in contention for purchasing TikTok as well. So within 90 days, we're going to find out whether or not this platform is going to be sent to the shadow realm. It's going to be snapped like Thanos. Um, and if anything that you can get out of this whole situation, I think this is why it's important. If you're trying to be a content creator to build your platforms, as many places as possible, don't be a TikTok creator. Don't be a YouTuber. You've never heard me identify as a YouTuber. You've never heard me identify as a streamer. Anything, that I personally believe I can put my mind to I'm going to do it um so like yeah I'm on TikTok I'm on YouTube I'm on I'm on Twitch I'm on Instagram I'm on Twitter be everywhere so that something gets taken down you have something else as well as build your own platforms as you can um, something like this like a podcast or whatever um So just be aware of it. It's going to be interesting to see. It sucks that this happened because I swear to God, literally, I swear to God, literally the day before Trump announced that he was trying to ban TikTok, I made up my mind. I was like, all right, I'm about to start being more aggressive with TikTok because it is actually a really good place to grow. Um, The homie um, Tatted Poodle fucking she, she, she literally grew like 15,000 followers like in the last week or whatever. Yesterday, literally two days ago, she had 10,000 followers. And then I looked at her account and she was at like 25,000 like a day later. I was like, what the fuck? She's like booming right now. And then the homie Evil Hiccup, um, she's a Twitch streamer. Both of them, they don't do that great on Twitch. Like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. We're just being honest here. They don't do that great in terms of numbers on Twitch, but like, even Evil Hiccup, like, she averages maybe like, 50 to 100 viewers on twitch but then on tiktok she has over 400 followers like so like don't get what i'm trying to say is don't get um caught up in trying to be a YouTuber or trying to be a Twitch streamer. If you really are a content creator because everybody loves to throw that word around, try creating content everywhere and get it in where you fit in basically. It just sucks to see that this shit might get taken down because I just made up my mind I was going to start being more aggressive with uh my content strategy on TikTok. I wanted to do like voiceovers of pet videos and stuff like that. And I-, I uploaded one and it did pretty decent. And I know if I get more aggressive with it and start uploading at least a couple times a week, I could start growing an audience there and you know, funneling them into other places, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see uh hopefully it doesn't get taken down because instagram reels fucking sucks yo it fucking sucks have y'all seen that shit instagram reels literally the the interface is literally the exact same as fucking um what's that shit as as tiktok the difference is the algorithm on instagram is trash i've pressed not interested like a million times and i still get recommended videos that i'm not interested in versus tiktok i'm not gonna lie to y'all there's been nights where like i've literally spent like two hours on the for you page Page, just scrolling up because it was recommending me so many videos that I was genuinely interested in. Funny ass skits, bitches twerking, shaking titties. Um <laughs> I, I get I get stock advice from t- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's dying, yo. Okay, I'm not off the game or something. Just water, drink more water. Um by the way, use code TBH to check out. Um but I, I get stock advice from there. I found skincare advice on TikTok, cooking recipes, funny skits. Bitches do be shaking t- their titties and they, and they do be shaking ass. Like, it's a good mix of content. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Like, people be clowning TikTok, and I always tell people, like, I had that same mentality, that same kind of boomer mentality until I actually gave it a chance and I realized how to use the interface. And like my advice is if you've never used it before is to, if you, there's a video that you're not interested in, like you didn't like the video, hold down the screen and it'll pop It'll pop up this menu and you click not interested. And then if you don't, and then also you can click the arrow and you can specifically tell it not interested in this user's content or not interested in the sound that they use. So if you start tailoring your algorithm, give it about a couple of days, you're going to getting recommended stuff that you really like, and you're going to get addicted to it. It, I'm not going to lie. It's actually one of my favorite platforms. It's just a shame that China's stealing all my information. The good news is I don't have any information worth stealing. So, um, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for that. Oh, and last but not least, um, I know you guys really like when I recommend YouTube channels or like streams to you guys on the podcast. I don't have a new channel to recommend to you, but a piece of content that I will recommend to keep your eye out. Y'all know I'm a Marvel movie head. Um, I don't really pay attention to a lot of of other stuff other than like action movies. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty shallow when it comes to that stuff, but one movie you should keep your eye on. If you have not heard of it, it's a shame. It only has a million views. This trailer came out August 6th and it only has a million views. I thought it would have had more. Uh, the name of the movie is Judas and the Black Messiah uh, it's being directed by Ryan Coogler, the same guy who did the black Panther, uh, movie from the Marvel black Panther movie. And it stars, uh, uh, dude from get out. He was also in the black panther movie. It stars two dudes from get out. Uh, the dude who was actually under the spell of the white woman that was, uh, and then, and then the actual main character, I'd for, I be forgetting the names. I apologize. Um and it, it, it's actually hilarious because Ryan Coogler went from directing Black Panther to a movie about the Black Panthers. But yeah, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, it's about Fred Hampton, one of the leaders of the Black Panthers, um, one of my favorite organizations. Uh <laughs> and his murder and how the police murdered him i mean obviously this is a hollywood adaptation so some things are going to be sensationalized and shit but like if you have not seen this trailer search judah and the the messiah on youtube this trailer was fucking fire like this is looking like an oscar worthy type shit right here bro and if you on your black power shit you should really pay attention to this movie um I'm, i'm actually excited about it i'm definitely i'm like they got my money um, I never thought I would see a movie from Hollywood about the black Panthers, um, uh, and how the government tried to take them down. The government waged war. Um, cause for those of you unaware, um, the original, uh, director of the FBI, the federal Bureau of Investigation, uh, he wants, he's on record of actually saying the greatest threat to the American people is the black Panthers and, you know, black unity and shit like that. So he actually waged war against the black. Let me stop talking before I get killed. Uh, Keep your eye on this movie. This shit looks fucking fire. Once again, it is called Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, we need to get them views up on this trailer, bro. I'm actually, another reason I'm actually excited about this is because it's a movie about Fred Hampton. I never thought I would see a movie about Fred Hampton. Um, I just hope it's, it's accurate, but it's being done by Ryan Coogler. So uh, he from, he nigga from Oakland. So, and that's where the Black Panthers come from. So that's where one of their strongholds were. But this is about to be lit. It's about to be fucking lit. Anyways, that's the quick bites I got for you after the intro. Instead of throwing this at the end, I might as well throw this at the beginning too. Uh, content that I have been is absorbing. Um, uh, music. I don't talk about music a lot here. I'm not going to lie. I've kind of fallen off music as I've gotten older. I just, it's hard to pay attention to shit. But every once in a while, I hop in the browse section of uh, Spotify. Uh, I've been listening to Dave East just dropped a new project, Karma 3 he's got a song on there with Benny the Butcher, shout out to Griselda, Dave East and Benny the Butcher, we might need a project, that shit, the beat is hard, the fucking lyrics, the whole project is cool, but like that was my favorite song on there so far, with uh, Benny the Butcher, so definitely listen to Dave East, Karma 3, if you like, you know, rapidy rap ass rap, and then uh, a pick most people probably wouldn't think I would recommend, but one thing, I, I guess it's like my guilty pleasure, I've been listening to Flo Millie a little bit. I found out about her randomly on Twitter, and then I realized a lot of her music is very popular on TikTok. A lot of the white girls be dancing to this shit. I just didn't know the name of the artist because they don't be crediting people. But lucky I randomly, uh, so I'm giving her her flowers. Um, it's a new female artist. Her name is Flo Millie. I think she's from Alabama, Mobile, because she talks about it in her music all the damn time. Um, she has an album out. It's called Ho, Why Is You Here? Um, it's basically music for bad bitches. Um, <laughs> These niggas weak Like the shit is just catchy I just like her flow It's not gonna be for everybody Um But she she just be talking that shit on the beat She's got a nice flow I I think that's what I like about her most She's got a nice flow She's dope Uh So shout out to Flo Millie The name of her album is Ho Why Is You Here Which is whatever. And uh, shout out to that wet ass pussy. Anyways, uh, let's get into the gaming section of the podcast. Uh, First and foremost, what I want to talk about. Nothing is specific in terms of news. I'm saving that for the Gaming Illuminati podcast. But one thing that I wanted to talk about, um, I actually got this idea from the last GI podcast. Uh, So on the last GI podcast, if you missed it, we talked about what top five games that define the generation of the PS4, Xbox One, um so basically what 2014 to now 2020 um because right now at this point the only major release coming is cyberpunk i think and cyberpunk you can count as like a next-gen game because it is coming to ps5 and it is coming to xbox series x as well as pc um so we define what our favorite games of the generation were and why and it got me thinking i was like well for my podcast i was like maybe i should do something a little bit more specific um and i was thinking why not define the top 10 instead of five because this is just me talking top 10 xbox exclusives what were the top 10 xbox one x exclusives um for the generation maybe i don't know and when the video version drops leave it in the comment section below maybe you guys want to see me do a ps4 version but right now i thought it would be fun to do a xbox version because it'd be a little bit more challenging for me Um, so let me know in the comments, give me some feedback. Uh, if the video version hasn't dropped, you can tweet me at Mr. Underscore. I keep it real on Twitter. Let me know if you want me to do a top 10 PS4 exclusives, but for the podcast, we're going to do a top 10 Xbox one, uh, exclusives, and then I'm going to get into the questions. So this is the order that I have them in. Feel free to debate me, argue me. This is going to be a very serious conversation. (laughs) Let me, uh, go ahead and get a swig of this water real quick here all right so my number 10 xbox one exclusive was sleep mode sleep mode is probably one of the best games on the xbox one x xbox one whatever one that you had um mainly because the xbox doesn't have any games so um it it helped relieve the pain i guess you could say um a lot of times like i would just look at my xbox and it would just be getting dustier and dustier and dustier sometimes i would put a drink on it or i would use it to Keep the door open especially when i was uh i actually used my xbox one x to keep the door open when i was moving to florida when we were moving in you know i had to keep the door open so i can get the packages in you know i can get my boxes in that i was moving from uh from dc to florida so we kept the door open with the xbox one x and it was really powerful very heavy very sturdy um but sleep mode in specific when you get depressed and you don't have you realize you don't have any games i think sleep mode helps you you know just turn just turn it off just turn it off you know because there are no games that it made me feel better um my number nine pick for the xbox one exclusives would go to entering your wi-fi password um when you first boot up the xbox one and you see that symbol and the X just like appears and everything. And then it's like you, and then you try to hit the store to this is before you realize there's no games. You're really excited to get your Xbox. Um, you have to enter your Wi Fi password because in order to download those games, everything's going digital now, right? In order to download those Xbox One uh, X games that don't exist, you need a Wi Fi password. So, one of my favorite things that I did when I got my Xbox One X was uh, I opened up the, the, you know, when you had to connect your account, I entered my password. It took a pretty long time because, you know, Wi-Fi passwords are really long. Uh, I have a default one. I never change it because I I, I like to, I like to keep my connections secure. Can't be having niggas stealing your internet. Um, it, it just lasted long and it's a feeling that brought some joy to me. It, 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 it maintained that happiness for a little bit longer before I hit the Xbox store and realized there were no games. So I think for number nine, entering your Wi-Fi password was one of my favorite Xbox One exclusives. Um, let's see, number eight. Uh, my fa- one of my favorite games for no, favorite games. Number eight exclusive uh being able to tell xbox fans that they have no games uh that was one of my favorite games to play for the xbox um because when you tell xbox fans that they have no games for some reason they get really fucking mad like right now like when this podcast drops someone's gonna probably write a whole paragraph before they even listen to my list about how i'm an asshole or i'm a, I'm a jerk and like i play multiplats or i play dlc or or i play with myself or something like that but telling xbox fans that they have no games is one of my favorite games to play it just incites anger and fury and they call you a. I've been called a PS4 fanboy, I've been called a PC fanboy, I've been called a Switch fanboy. Whatever fanboy you get called it depends on the day of the week and whatever topic you're talking about. If it doesn't pertain if it doesn't pertain to their bias then you're a fanboy of the opposite obviously. Um, you just can't fairly criticize things. So one of my favorite things to do, one of my favorite games to play is to tell Xbox fans that they have no games. And I think the irony of it all is they always get so fucking mad. They write whole novels about how they do have games. And like I sit there and I read some of the novels. I don't read the whole thing because I'm not gonna read a whole paragraph you bitch ass nigga But when I sit there and I read a little bit of it, I'm like wow this dude really wrote a whole novel (sighs) He wouldn't be doing this if he had games to play anyways, um number seven My number seven Xbox one exclusive the mixer app think about it. They say that (laughs) Yo Chill, chill, chill. This is a serious fucking conversation. This is a serious conversation. My number seven favorite Xbox One exclusive of this generation was the Mixer app. Think about it. They say that the good die young, correct? The Mixer Mixer originally was Beam.io and then Microsoft bought them and they rebranded as Mixer. Mixer lasted like what? A year and a half, maybe two years before it got shut down and back in July. Um, when they released that tweet and didn't even tell their partners or their, their workers. So yeah, mixer lasted only two years uh, at most. It was a two-year-old. It was, it was a toddler. It was, it was damn near infant when you think about it. Um, and they say the good die young. So the mixer app must've been really good because it died young. Um, so that's why I would put it at number seven for my favorite. And then on top of that, when you think about it, like if you actually went to mixer and checked it out, they had tons of like amazing content creators, uh, people like, uh, They had so many, I just can't even think. Anyways, number six. Um, The confusing interface was one of my favorite games. I ranked this at number six. I love the confusing UI, the confusing interface on the Xbox One because aimlessly browsing just led me to almost buying something like when you think about it, they didn't have any games, but because the interface was so like weird and just hard to navigate with all its panels and stuff, I was aimlessly browsing around the Microsoft store and I was like, yo, this place has a lot of movies though. I almost bought something on my Xbox one time. I almost bought something. And that only happened because the UI was confusing and they had no games. So it led me to aimlessly just browsing all over the place. And I almost bought a movie. I don't remember which movie it was, But I bet you if I did play the movie on the Xbox, it would run smoothly, smoothly. So that's one of my favorite things. Also, the confusing interface was great because it led to some great content, to be honest. Um, If you guys remember when I streamed Kingdom Hearts 3, I fucking hated that game. That game sucks to me. I don't care what nobody says. That shit was not worth a 15 year wait. And It took me like 30 minutes to figure out how to uninstall the Xbox and Xbox fans are probably gonna call me stupid But the reality is I don't really use my Xbox I literally turn my Xbox on one or two times a year So it literally every time that I turn it back on It's like having to relearn the UI because it's so fucking bad. I don't care. Well, so let me let me explain something to Xbox fans, right? just because you're used to using that dog shit ass interface doesn't mean it's good it means you learn to tolerate it and eventually you learn to navigate it but it's not intuitive intuitive means easy to use are you negroes listening intuitive means easy to use when you first turn the ps4 on the interface is very easy to use you just scroll left and right to your different options that's it but with the xbox interface it was confusing as hell but it led to some great content so i i appreciate that i know it's going to infuriate a lot of people but it's cool Um, You'll be shuffling through your panels uh, tonight. Anyways number five my number five Xbox one exclusive was when Don Patrick said You cannot use the Xbox one without the Kinect. You guys remember that you guys remember that lie? That shit was one of my favorite games that he ever played. It was a PR game. Don Matrick played a PR game. And the funny part is this man threw Xbox and Microsoft under the bus of the bus. And literally like three months later, he left and he works for Zynga or some shit now. Um... So when he said that the Xbox One X could not work without the Kinect, that was a great game to play because it fucked up the gaming community's head. People were like, yo, I got to use this fucking government spying camera in order to play. What do y'all play again? Um, Halo Master Chief Collection. So I got to use my... (laughs) I gotta I gotta use the camera to play Forza BR. That's crazy, bro. That's fucking crazy. Um and the and the best part is it turned out to be a lie. The Xbox works completely fine without the connect to the point where a lot of y'all forget. Do y'all remember when the Xbox One first came out? You you had to buy it with the connect? They actually sold that. Drew, this is a straight up lie. That was a great game to play. It was like Joker levels of mind fucked. It fucked the community up, and the inner troll and Joker and me loved Don magic for that shit. Now they sell the Xbox without the Connect. I think most of you probably forgot the Connect even existed until I just brought it up. So I thought that was a great game to play on the Xbox. Um, number four, my number four Xbox exclusive, the YouTube app. Whew. The YouTube app on the Xbox One X is smooth. It's easy to log into. It's actually easier to navigate than the actual, you you know, traditional Xbox UI. you can watch 4K on your Xbox. You can watch my videos. Some of you are probably watching this podcast from your Xbox uh, YouTube app. Um, but my favorite thing about why this is one of my favorite games on the Xbox X, Xbox One, stick with me here, is with the YouTube app on the Xbox One, you were able to go on YouTube and search videos. And that means you were able to watch Scalebound footage from the YouTube app on the Xbox One. Now, Scalebound never came out. But thanks to the YouTube app, you're able to watch scale bound, old scale bound footage from E3 on your Xbox One, Xbox One X. Put it in full screen. Stick with me. You put the old scale bound footage in full screen and then you turn your controller on and you act like you're playing it. Who says scale bound didn't come out? That's all. And that honestly, honestly, that wouldn't be possible without the YouTube app when you think about it. So that's why I say the YouTube app is actually top five when it comes to Xbox One X games because it allows you to watch scale-bound footage on YouTube from your Xbox and then you can act like you're playing it. All right, number three, <laughs> number three, um, the Xbox Elite Controller 2, um, I actually have it right here. So the Xbox Elite Controller 2 is very nice. Um, so, as you can see, uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't run off batteries, so that makes it worth $200. There's also buttons that you can, like, press in the background. I took them off because I thought they were annoying, but extra buttons that you can program. Um, one of my favorite things about the Xbox Elite Controller is that you can take the thumbsticks off. Oh, shit. Oh, goddamn. You can take the thumbsticks off right there, so if you don't want to play with thumbsticks, you can do that. Um... A lot of times when I'm gaming, like I'll accidentally like slide my finger on the side of it and it pops it off. Boop. And then and then the, the, the joystick just goes rolling under my desk. And, you know, because it's black and it's hard to see, good luck finding it. Um, and then also you could take the D pad off. So if you're tired of taking the D, you can you can take that off. Um, the buttons are really responsive. Um, and I feel like a $200 controller is very important when you have no games. Um, I think it's very important for Microsoft to. Like I commend them for what they did. Like they, they realized that they had no games and instead of allocating their resources towards software, they built more hardware for no software to play with. When you think about it, and I think that's a smart business move. When you actually think about it, this this controller is the Xbox Elite Controller 2 is essential for uh, navigating the YouTube app and, and pretending to play scale bound footage. So very underrated, very underrated. Now this might sound like I'm contradicting myself. I don't know if I have it on my desk, I think I do actually here we go it sounds like I'm contradicting myself but my number two Xbox exclusive game is um, the original Xbox um, controller the Xbox one controller Um, the reason I put this slightly above the elite controller is because it's it's a similar thing but the thumbsticks don't pop off the thumbsticks don't pop off i understand that was supposed to be a cool feature but like if you like it cool personally it wasn't me it comes down to personal preference one of the main reasons though that I say this is superior to the Xbox elite controller is um, when you're thinking about not playing any games you can think about how this controller still runs on batteries as you can see I have my amazon rechargeable batteries in the back um, it's a lot of times where you're playing games you're deep into the game you're having a lot of fun and then the thing pops up all your batteries are about to die and it's like damn uh i paid 500 for this next gen console and it still runs on batteries and i think that's a great game that microsoft like play with people they fuck people's heads up and they're like you know you, you think it's a next gen but nope it runs on batteries. so that that's a cool that's a cool game that i think they played with the consumer um So yeah, I would put this slightly above the Xbox elite controller because the Xbox elite controller does not run on batteries If if the Xbox elite controller ran on batteries, this might be one of the best games on the Xbox uh, one X Um, Now we've been having a pretty serious. Let me get a swig of this water We've been having a pretty serious conversation a lot of you probably would think that I would say Netflix or Hulu was one of my favorite games uh, on the Xbox One X of this generation. Nah, we gave that to the YouTube app in terms of like media. You could put Hulu and Netflix in there with like the YouTube app, but YouTube is specific because you can watch scale footage on YouTube. My number one, the reality is my number one favorite Xbox One exclusive goes to the Xbox Live price increase. The Xbox Live price hike is my favorite game of this generation. See, you guys forget, you forget. Xbox Live on the 360 it was $50 a year. Now it's $60 a year. And then they increased the price again to $75 a year with the Game Pass so we went from 50 to 75 dollars that's a 15 that's a 15 dollar price hike um i think that's probably one of my favorite games that is my favorite game for the xbox because back in the xbox 360 era um they had tons of games tons of games so the 50 dollars a year was no big deal but now you pay 75 dollars a year and there's no games i mean they have a game pass with shitty indie games on there that nobody wants to play and gears of War five and four so who gives a fuck about that um and halo infinite which ain't coming out till god knows when because it got delayed but you guys you know you guys you guys got games sure um i think it's genius of microsoft um to make the game pass and the xbox live 75 dollars because when you think about it it fucks you up in the head it's like the ultimate mind game we made you play more for less and you have to respect microsoft's hustle when they're able to mind fuck the xbox community so much xbox fans love gobbling the balls of fucking master chief so much they've been finessed into paying 15 extra dollars a year to play nothing you're watching my podcast right now mad heated your blood's boiling because you know i'm speaking the truth Oh yeah, in 2K because y'all niggas play 2K on Xbox. My bad. Um, that shit is crazy, and that's why it's one of my favorite games. It is my favorite game on the Xbox One. The Xbox Live price hike. Think about that shit. That's next level mind fuckery. So let's do a quick recap on what, well, what, what the list looks like. So my top ten favorite Xbox One exclusives. Recap. Number ten, Sleep Mode. Number nine. Entering your Wi-Fi password. Number eight, telling Xbox fans they have no games. Number seven, the Mixer app. Number six, the confusing interface or UI. Number five, can't use the Xbox without the Kinect. Number four, the YouTube app. Number three, the Xbox Elite Controller 2. Number two, the original Xbox One controller. And number one, the Xbox Live price hike. I hope you guys found this conversation informative fun different um i had a lot of fun with it uh it's not a lot of times that i get to have like serious conversations like this with you guys but hopefully you guys enjoyed it you know i remember one time my girl walked into sephora so i was forced to go too she was over there smelling and trying on everything they had to offer and i started lingering i managed to stumble upon their small section they had for men I was checking out their cologne but I had no idea what to get and nobody was there to help me so I said F it. They lost a potential customer. Lucky for me there's something like Hawthorne that's come along to simplify the hygiene experience for men. Hawthorne offers a wide array of products ranging from colognes to facial scrubs to lotions and more. Recently I started using their hand cream and oh my god my hands are pretty rough because I never really wore gloves while weightlifting. but Hawthorne's hand cream does a great job of softening my hands and now my girl want to hold hands all damn day favorite thing about Hawthorne is how their products are selected. Simply fill out their two-minute quiz on their website and based off your answers, they'll suggest the best products for your needs. I also love the fact that their cologne comes in a set of two, one cent for work and another for play. I feel like you get more value compared to buying one overpriced bottle of cologne. The best part is Hawthorne is totally risk-free. They provide free shipping and free returns if you didn't enjoy your experience. And since Hawthorne is a sponsor of the show, be sure to head on over to hawthorne.co and that's Hawthorne with an E and use my promo code Hokage at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorn.co and use code Hokage at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase at Hawthorne.co. Remember, code Hokage. It amazes me that this COVID thing is still an issue in America. If you're cooped up inside all day like me and you have more free time than ever, this is the best time to learn something new. That's why today's sponsor is Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people. Explore new skills, deepen existing passions, and get lost in creativity. Skillshare offers high-quality classes on everything from photography, cooking, editing, self-improvement, and more. Currently, I'm taking a class called How to Share Ideas That Inspire Action by Simon. I view myself as a leader, and in order to be a great leader, you must always improve your communication skills to inspire your peers. I also have another class on my radar called Pricing Your Work by Peggy Dean. It gives more insight on how to better sell yourself when doing freelance work so you you don't get underpaid these classes are an example of how skillshare adds value to my life the mind is a tool and you wouldn't cut any food in your kitchen with a dull knife correct so why not sharpen the tool that is your mind the best part is skillshare has classes to fit your schedule and skill level members get unlimited access to thousands of inspiring classes with hands-on projects from a community of millions and you can explore your creativity and get two free months of premium membership at skillshare.com slash /hokage. That's a two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started and join today by heading on over to skillshare.com/hokage. That's two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes at skillshare.com/hokage. Uh but anyways, let's move on in this podcast. We're going to move on to the que- the question section of the podcast. Um hold up, let me take a sip of water. So before we get into the questions, quick disclaimer, because I swear I'd be forgetting to say this stuff. Um, whatever, if we get into like talking about like personal and like life stuff, whatever I'm about to say, these are just my personal opinions. Uh, my word is not law. People ask me questions and I try to answer them to the best of my ability, but you don't have to listen to me. My word is not law. I'm not Jesus. I'm not the all seeing eye. You can do whatever the fuck you want. All right. That being said, if you would like to submit a question, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Mr. underscore Ikeepitreal. Whenever I'm about to drop a new episode, I always put out a tweet. Hey, I'm working on show notes. If you guys have any questions or topic suggestions, please reply to this tweet. So follow me on Twitter at Mr. underscore Ikeepitreal. Um, first question comes from Ask Move, and he says, What are some new hobbies or activities you're curious to start to try and why? Um, so, some new hobbies I want to get into um, fishing, because I'm old. Um <laughs> Uh nah, dead ass though there's a lake like down the actually I don't know if I should tell y'all niggas there's a lake I think it's My niggas might triangulate my location. I don't know. there's a lake down the down uh there's a lake around me? <laughs> it's like 10 miles away from me was a lake like 10 miles from like where i live and there's like a designated like fishing spot and like i've seen some people fishing over there and like i've been fishing a couple times i've been shark fishing one time because i used to live in hawaii i caught a um i caught a hammerhead a baby hammerhead one time that was pretty cool um and i've caught like some regular fish before and like yeah i just want to do it to pass time because i'm old i wouldn't eat the fish or like keep them but just catch them and throw them back in the water just for just sport get outside get some vitamin d uh i know i know a lot of y'all gonna sit there and be like, oh that's sus uh you, you whether you realize it or not it's actually not good to stay indoors all the time uh you need vitamin d and you can get that from the sun just being outside i think it's vitamin d uh correct me if i'm wrong but yeah you you get some type of vitamin from the sun so you need to be outside it's actually good for you uh don't sit indoors all the damn time uh so yeah fishing um kayaking i want to get into kayaking um hiking i would love to get into more hiking i have a weighted vest that i walk with but i would like to do like actual hiking um and just more physical activity overall as i enter my 30s um i'm trying to be more healthier trying to get back to the old me i'm trying to combine the old me with the new me and what i mean is i'm trying to combine the young me i was in shape and like i would like i got bitches back then but like i felt like i got bitches because I like i like to think i'm a good looking dude i don't really care what y'all think i'm not trying to fuck y'all because a lot of dudes be on that shit your sister likes me i think i'm a good looking dude and i was shredded i was in really good shape i had abs and all that stuff but like i was a fucking prick i was an asshole like you couldn't tell me fucking shit back then um I, I mean that just kind of comes with like you think you're young and you're invincible and shit like that so if i can combine like the young body that i had with like kind of the mind frame that i'm in right now and it's continuing to develop the more mature version of me um That's where I'm trying to meet. I'm trying to meet myself in the middle, if that makes sense. That's kind of weird to say, but I'm trying to meet myself in the middle. I'm trying to bring back the physical because the only the only thing that I admire about my old self compared to now is like I was very disciplined. And when it came to physical activity, I somewhere along the lines, as I got older, I lost that discipline. Um, it was a lot of times where like we would go out and people would be eating cake and shit, and I'd be like, no, I'm good. I don't want no cake. Like I kind of lost that discipline and I'm trying to, I'm slowly but surely getting back to that. So I want to extract that piece from my youth and inject it into the current wisdom that I'm acquiring on a daily basis, because you never, you should never stop growing and learning. Um, and just trying to become a better person as a whole, trying to reach my final form, I guess. Um, so yeah, more physical activity overall. That's mainly thing that I want to like. I always tell people like being a content creator is cool. Like you make good money and shit, but like find that balance, like sitting in the house all day is not it's not the wave. It's but a lot of your favorite content creators are depressed and lonely. Um, I'm not one of them, but <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that. Um, but that's not the point. Yeah, a lot of them are like depressed and lonely, is because they just sit at the computer and they edit and they record videos all fucking day. And it's like I feel good whenever I go out for a walk with like my weighted vest and like we have like a nice park. Actually, I don't have a park near me. There it's like there's like a park like 20 miles away that I drive to. How about that? Um when I go for walks and it just feels good to be outside and reconnect with like nature on some hippie dippy shit. That's what I'm trying to get into more physical stuff while still maintaining my ner- nerdy side. I'm trying to refine, I'm trying to find balance, basically trying to find balance again. Um, anyways, next question it comes from Pharaoh. Uh, and he says, I'm good. I'm good at having connections and being able to talk to people, but do you have any suggestions on how to articulate what you are saying better and being able to talk professionally when trying to establish a business connection or something uh, along those lines um all right so please 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 don't take this the wrong way i'm not trying to be an ass but you kind of answered your own question i hate to break it to you let's read the question back again you said i'm good at having connections and being able to talk to people and you say are there any suggestions on how to articulate yourself better you can't be good at talking to people and making connections if you can't articulate yourself like i hate to break it to you you kind of answered your own question, so you just need to talk to more people um yeah that that question didn't make sense to me all i can say is you need to um lil wayne said uh the key to success is constant repetition uh just keep doing it over and over talk to different types of people if anything you know what you should do if i can give some real advice on how to uh, articulate yourself better uh, interact with um, more intelligent people. Interact with more. Interact with more people who are more successful than you. A lot of times, people uh, get intimidated by uh, people who are more successful than them. And like the, but the reality is, if you want to make money, you got to stand next to it. Um, I always, I always say like to like Heaven. She's very smart and she's very. She's very good in corporate America, makes a lot of money. Uh, and I always say to her, like, I appreciate when she speaks to me, she doesn't dumb her vocabulary down because that's that's a that's a bias. A lot of white people have. Um, I forgot where I read it, but a lot of white people dumb their vocabulary down when they're around black people because they assume they don't we don't understand it. Um, Not even like on, uh, anyways, that's beside the point. Like I always tell her, like, I appreciate that you speak to me the way that you speak to everybody else, because there are times where I don't understand what she says. And instead of choosing to be intimidated by it or put down by it, um, I just ask her what it means. And then my vocabulary expands. Um, And that's why they always say that, you know, to expand on the ideology of show me your friends and I'll show you your future or you're judged by the company you keep. That's kind of what it means. Um, You have to surround yourself by people because intelligence is all relevant, right? Somebody can be really smart. They can be a rocket scientist, but they can't get no bitches. You're not very socially adept. There's different types of intelligence. So if you feel like you're very good at math, but you're weak in every other place, you need to surround yourself with people who are, I don't know, good at articulating themselves or. You know, like I I talk to Siggy a lot of times about like stocks and stuff because he's way more smarter than me than when it comes to it. You need to surround yourself with people who specialize in all different types of things. I kind of look at friendship at these days, like business, like, okay, like I can keep it cordial with certain people, but like in order for you to be in my circle, you have to add something to my life. Um, You have to specialize in something. Uh, each one of my friends specializes in something and I can learn something from them and add it to myself and make it work for me so you need to surround yourself with people that you can do that with and that can only come with accepting the fact that you maybe don't know as much just quit trying to do shit willy-nilly and accept mentorship that's what I always talk about mentorship anyways uh, hopefully that helped uh, the next question comes from Shadow Boss, and he says, "Have you heard of Parsec? It allows your friends to connect your computer and simulate couch co-op. A wired connection is suggested. However, I have to play it. I have to play with it more, even if it seems like the device connecting. Blah blah blah. Yes, I have heard of Parsec. The reason I accepted your question is fun fact. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this, but oh well. Fuck it. I don't think I'll get in trouble. Um, last month, I dropped videos for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and." Um, Watch Dogs 3, Watch Dogs Legion. I got to play those games early. If you haven't seen those videos, go look on my YouTube channel, YouTube.com/theblackokage. I showed, I shared my first impressions on Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Watch Dogs uh, Legion. I got to play both games for three hours, so I did a total of six plus hours, a little bit longer um, playing between those two games. I, it was, it was a whole day worth of fucking work. Um, me taking notes, playing the game, taking notes, asking the developers questions and shit like that. And fun fact, we use Parsec. I had never heard of it before that, but you know, exchanging information through emails, setting the things up. I can't give you guys the whole game plan. They, I, like I had to download Parsec and they invited me into like a private, you know, event server thing. Um, and fun fact, I, the way I played Assassin's Creed Valhalla, because the way usually it works with these preview events is like normally, um, Ubisoft would like fly me out to either New York or, or they would fly me out to L.A. and they would have an event where they rent out a whole venue. They have all free food, but you could network with other content creators. You get to play the game early and record it. But we, no, we use Parsec. They invited us to like a private server or whatever. Um and i got to they were they were playing assassins basically i got to take control of the ubisoft computers i got to play assassin's creed valhalla from sitting in my house and i hope more um companies do this if they want to continue for people to preview their games and give feedback uh parsec, parsec was really dope so i streamed assassin's creed valhalla from the ubisoft computer to my my computer it was actually really as well as Watch Dogs, and it was actually really dope because i was actually genuinely surprised there was no latency um granted it it only works as good as your internet connection um i have gigabit internet i got century link gigabit internet um and like they were thoroughly impressed by my internet i was like i paid good money for my shit. i don't live nowhere where it's not good internet, um and it worked really well it worked really well so i if i actually get the reason i even took those questions i was like i hope that they that more companies do preview events via parsec uh, and allow people to remotely record gameplay um and preview their games uh that's so that's how i got to play an early build of assassin's creed valhalla as well as Watch Dogs: legions go check out my videos anyways uh and by the way like you said uh it, it simulates couch co-op as well so like you can you can like it's kind of like the discord or like you can show like your netflix to everybody in the discord um what's the name so like if there's a single player game if there's a game with co-op uh and, and there's no online co-op you can have your friend connect to your parsec account and like it'll simulate like he's there basically through the internet so check out parsec it's pretty dope anyways next question it comes from links and before i I gotta take my mouth is dry it comes for links and he says if you start a youtube channel and you start doing affiliate marketing for things that you generally use and would recommend should i wait and become bigger or just wait or just say fuck it and start now, because the information is out there and I don't want to regret later on, um, this is super opinionated. I feel like it would look really weird if you're a new content creator and like your very first video, your very second, your very third, fourth, fifth like you already have like affiliate marketing. By the way, if you like the product that I was talking today, you should use my link. Like, I feel like you should just be focused on the content. I always tell people, like, you shouldn't even be worried about making money in terms of content creation until you hit maybe 10,000 subscribers on YouTube at least like 100 to 200 viewers concurrent on on Twitch um and like I'm going to be honest that's like a super low ball uh like you really won't start making money on YouTube until you have like Two hundred and fifty thousand subscribers and you gotta have consistent views because it's it's contrary to what people think it has nothing to do with fucking subscriber your subscriber count or or your thumbs up it's about views like subscribers are great because it brings in an instant amount of views but they still have to watch the content if you have dead subscribers you're not going to make any money um the reality is only a tenth of your audience uh will buy something that you recommend it doesn't it doesn't matter how fucking great your videos are uh, statistically say, speaking only a 10th of your audience will actually buy what you recommend, whether it's a piece of tech through affiliate marketing or your actual merch. So let's say you average, um, I don't know. You average 10 viewers a video. Only one person realistically is going to buy your shirt. If it's a thousand viewers, 10, what hundred people at most. And that's, if you're lucky, most people don't even get that. I, I think I'm, I'm sucking math, don't 10%, 10%, okay. That's that, that's all you need to know. Um, so I would say focus on growing your numbers so that way when you have a large amount of numbers, that 10% becomes big. Because 10% of nothing is nothing, but 10% of a million is a hundred thousand, I think, right? I hope that makes sense. So create a big create a big 10%, and that can only come from growing your audience. I would say focus on your content. You you way too focus on trying to make money. I, I always get people asking me questions about how to make money. I don't ever get nobody asking how to make a better video. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not specifically talking to you, but just I like, I always find that interesting. And I like, I'm gonna be honest. That's why a lot of y'all fail. Your mindset is fucked up. I was doing this before it was money even evolved because i genuinely like doing it and i genuinely like helping people and I, hopefully that comes across i understand i can be like blunt or like because i know most people are very emotional and i'm very logical i can come across as very blunt or assholish, but that's never my intention it's just kind of how i speak um so I, hopefully I, it, it actually comes across like i do like helping people but you got to help yourself you gotta listen focus on creating content um the next question it comes from Telly, and he says, I'm currently in the process of moving from the north to the south, similar to your move. He's talking about how I moved from D.C. to Orlando. Uh, can you give me a few tips or things you wish you knew before the big move? Also, what's the biggest difference you noticed since moving down south? Uh, the only tip I can give you is create a nest egg, like some actual savings or whatever. Just like emergency funds, because like, I know when I got here or got here like th- fucking one in the morning. Cause I, we straight, I straight drove from DC to Orlando in one, it was like 12, 13 hours uh, in one day there. I didn't take no breaks or whatever, but we got there at like one or two in the morning. Um, and so I ended up having to get a hotel because my apartment complex wasn't open yet. So I couldn't move in until later in that day. So I ended up having to get a hotel for the night. Um, and I ended up having a cough up like 250 bucks just to stay in a hotel for like four or five hours or whatever because you know checkout is like at 12 for like a few hours uh lucky for us the lady gave us a discount though um so yeah you you never know emergency fund and then you need money for food um also renting a truck costs a little bit more than i expected like i got i got an estimate online right and then the price was totally different when i fucking got there so definitely save your money and make sure that you got enough and then also emergency funds for while you're here because i would assume if you're moving to a different state you're probably going to be by yourself so make sure you have emergency money um and live below your means when you get when you move establish focus on establishing yourself and live below your means what you mean is what i mean is like um like i put myself on a budget i act like i'm still broke i, I am broke by the way My y'all business um <laughs> i put myself on a budget like i try not to spend more than like five thousand dollars a month um i make way more than that but i try not to spend more than that um what my, my rent is 1450 plus water. It's like 15 something Then electric, like altogether. Like I pay like 16 something a month. Um, and then after that, my money goes towards whatever. Like I have like another 3000 something towards food or clothes or whatever. But I try to keep myself on a budget. I try not to spend more than 5,000 a month. Um, and I save the rest of my money as well as invested in the stock market and shit like that. Um, so live below your means. Your means may not be 5,000 a month. It may be 3000 a month. It may be 2000 a month. Um, but like the, the point I'm trying to make is just because you have X amount of money coming in doesn't mean you need to spend it all the fucking time. If you can tuck away $200 a month, you should uh, or or invest it or whatever. So live. I always encourage people to live below your means. Uh, delayed gratifications. Um, the next question comes from Mike 99. And he says, uh, what are some of your favorite artists growing up? I'm glad you asked this question, man. All right, check it out. So this question was pretty broad he, when he said favorite artists growing up. I'm not 100% sure what art form you're talking about. So this was kind of left for me to interpret. So Mike 99, my favorite artist growing up, I'll give you five. My top five artists growing up. Number one, uh, Vanessa Blue, uh, Vanessa Blue, she's an actor. Um, just great charisma on camera. Great charisma on camera. Um, She looked great on camera, um, did a lot of interesting scenes. I think she did a lot to push the culture forward, especially for black people on camera. So shout out to Vanessa Blue. Um, My next favorite person would be Carmen Hayes, another black actor. Great, great, great presence on camera. A lot of charisma, a lot of energy, enthusiasm, a lot. Vanessa and Carmen both had a lot of enthusiasm for their jobs, and like they have a lot of content like carmen has a lot of content out there carmen hayes has a lot of content out there so that's that's another reason consistency like i respect that um so that would be my number two uh my number three would be uh ava divine um young ava divine um ava divine was is one of my favorites growing up um just a great presence on stream on screen Um, another great actor that just brought a lot to the camera a lot of enthusiasm for her job um one of my favorite things about Ava was her ability to interact with multiple men, multiple people, like on screen. Like she was never intimidated by anything that was thrown in her face. Um, and I can't say that about a lot of uh a lot of a lot of actors. Um, so definitely shout out to Ava Divine, definitely dope, dope, dope content creator. Uh number four, Jada Fire. Jada Fire, uh, another like literally Jada Fire's content was fire. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Um, she let she definitely helped me through a lot of lonely nights uh growing up um especially like during the high school days and stuff like that um i i I think i think she did it for like the the women that had braces um what's her name I, i think she was really just a great content creator um and then number five um i put sarah j sarah j is definitely putting on for the i think i watch her mostly for her wisdom um, she's she's a little bit a little bit older of an actor and a content creator, but that's why she's one of my favorite artists because she brings a lot of wisdom to the screen compared to other the other content creators on the list. Um, and still going strong, still going strong. Um, I see her trending on Twitter all the time. I don't know why because I don't keep up with the content these days. Um, but I have to say that like Sarah J definitely deserves the respect that um, she gets because not only is she put in the work. She has all the qualities of the other people that i listed enthusiastic charismatic a lot of content uh that you can watch um but i think what makes her different from everybody else is the wisdom she brings wisdom to the game and that's because she's a little bit older uh so those are those are five of my favorite artists uh growing up uh you guys should definitely check them out on google just make sure to uh make sure to put your browser on the anyways um so next question comes from <laughs> next question comes from astro and he says what are your thoughts on the wap controversy um i don't know i honestly don't know what controversy you're talking about there's there's controversy behind wet ass pussy Wet ass pussy has made the world go round since the beginning of time so i don't know what the controversy behind wet ass pussy is i like saying wet ass pussy uh, call me wap kage i'm the wap kage now because i'm slaying the wet ass pussy um the only controversy i saw was i think i saw a clip of ben shapiro which for those of you unaware he's a conservative um he's a conservative commentator uh he's basically he basically sits on camera and says black people need to work harder um everybody everybody needs to be married and and um liberals are snowflakes he's one of those people um i saw a clip of ben shapiro crying it was actually pretty fucking funny if you have not seen it Go on Twitter, on YouTube and search Ben Shapiro reads WAP lyrics and he reads out the lyrics and it's so fucking funny hearing it from a fucking unseasoned white man, bruh. Uh, There's some whores in the house. There's some whores in the house. There's some whores in the house. There's some whores the (laughs) The, the way he fucking reads it. And then he reads the rest of the lyrics and he was so fucking butthurt, bruh. That shit was, that shit was funny to me. It didn't make me mad. I'm like, look at this loser. Um if anything that all that clip did was uh make me think I'm like yo this dude has such a problem with uh wet pussy he must like dry pussy your sex life must be lame as hell. i mean he looks like he has whack-ass sex he looks like he just bitch just lay on your back like dog like, nah, come on dog uh <laughs> what the fuck was that i don't know man fuck bitch pure uh yeah I, I, what's what's the controversy uh if you don't like the song don't fucking listen to it it's not for your demographic whatever none of my business Uh, The next question comes from Zakari and he said, Sony and Microsoft should make online free to play. What do you think? So he's saying he thinks it should be free to play. What do I think? Would I like it to be free to play? Yeah, like the consumer in me? Sure, why not? Fucking online for Steam, Origin, PC. First of all, let's get something straight. If you hate playing for online so much, you could just build a PC. Steam is free. Origin is free, Uplay is free, GOG is free. Every online platform on PC is free. And do you know why? Because the PC community does not tolerate that shit. On console, y'all don't care. So guess what? You're going to you got to pay for it. So the consumer in me would I like it to be free? Absolutely. But should it be free? kind of hard to say because the reality is when you make a quality product people will pay for it that is the that is when you make a quality product you can charge whatever the fuck you want for it because people suckers are gonna pay for it that's the reality of the situation how many how many broke ass niggas do you know riding a bus got a thousand dollar five hundred hundred dollar gucci belt that shit expensive as hell for a belt, ain't it? But they bought it. They found a way and they still riding the bus. Like I said, you going to pay for it. What are you complaining for? Next question comes from Kung Fu Kenny. He said, I, I mainly play on PC, so whatever. Uh, Kung Fu Kenny, he asked the next question. He said, at what age did your mindset change? What led you to be who you are today? Who I am today constantly evolves. Uh, that's kind of what I hate about the internet too, because like people will be like, well, five years ago, you said in this video that blah, 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 blah. I'm like, bro, that was five years ago. Like my ma- my mindset has changed. I, like, I, and that's also why I get really frustrated when people constantly talk about like old videos. Like I acknowledge it. I get it. They're funny, but I do think it's a little weird how people get stuck in the past. I'm like, yo, you're referencing things that I said, like when I was 19, I hate to break it to y'all, but I am 30 years old now. Like there's just different, it's eh. like, there's, I have different interests. I'm more, I'm lit. I literally sit around and I read about investing now. Like, and like, I find it weird because if I didn't change, then you guys would complain that I'm doing the same shit. But when I do change, you complain. Life is all about change at, at my core. I'm still the same person. I still like to joke around, but like, there's certain things that like, I'm just more interested in anyways, but anyways, at what age did my mindset change though? Um, probably probably 25 I can't explain to you I think at 25 everybody has that like oh shit like I'm gonna be 30 in five years uh and it's crazy because like in like that five years went by fast I'm 30 now (laughs) (laughs) like you had that mindset like oh shit um I don't know and I just started reading and watching like different things like nowadays the only things I really watch on YouTube I don't even really watch a lot of anime right now I would like to if I had the free time Um, but nowadays the only things i really watch I absorb a lot of content on youtube like self-help videos um what it um what it takes to be like uh like a millionaire like i watch a lot of those type of videos um investment videos i read a lot about investing um i think naturally when you get older you just naturally become more conservative because the reality is like life is a level up thing right um when you turn when you turn 15 you can get your permit your driver's permit when you turn 16 you can you can get your license um when you turn 18 you're an adult and i and if you're not watching the video version i use quotation fingers you're an adult technically not really um so when 18 you're an adult at 21 you're le- you can legally drink in america at least um and then after 21 there's what like, le- your whole life is a level up thing. And then once you hit 21, it's just kind of like you're on cruise control. Um, So it's like at, like, at 25, it's like, oh, shit, let me get my shit together. I mean, let me start thinking about other things. Uh, how can I level up in other ways, like in my actual life? So I think at 25, like, I can't explain it to you. Like, a light just turned on for me. Like, yeah, you know, I need to switch up and try something different. Uh, hang around different types of people. It doesn't mean you sold out. It means you're trying to better yourself. What's wrong with bettering yourself? You cannot better yourself hanging around Pookie and Tay Tay. Sorry, doesn't work. It's it doesn't. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not coming at you, Kenny. Like I'm, I'm specifically talking to people who act like that. Like I hate to break it to you, I'm not saying you can't become rich hanging around a bunch of broke people. It does happen, especially with like rappers, I guess, or like if you're an athlete. But those are the exception. The reality is the rule applies to most of the population. So you might as well follow by the rules. You are not most of you. You're not a fucking athlete. They can run a four one or whatever, or dunk a basketball or shoot threes at a crazy rate. You're going to have to work like the rest of us. So stop using a lot of times. People use the exception as if it were the rule. Kevin Durant is the exception. He's like seven feet tall. He can shoot from anywhere on the fucking court. That's an exception. Most people are not going to be able to do that. He's just special. He's different. He's different. (laughs) So you got to figure out where you get it in, where you can fit it in. The best way is like, you're going to have to work. You're going to have to learn. You're going to have to surround yourself by different people. You cannot hang around people that are not trying to do anything with their life and expect for you to do anything with your life because fucking they're gonna influence you they're gonna influence you and i'd rather be influenced by people that are doing something positive i don't care what nobody says if you hang around people all the fucking time like you're gonna end up talking like them like not exactly like them but you might steal a joke or like a certain slang word or something like that and over time that shit compounds and next thing you know you're the next pookie you're the next tay you're the next generation Pookie. Don't don't hang around. You can't hang around Pookies. You're gonna hang around the keys. <laughs> Fucking if you if so I don't know. Just hanging around different people in my age, I guess. Um, and last but not least question comes from you mentioned in your stream recently the best way to be a men a man you mean or something along that lines is to avoid instant gratification what are some of the ways to avoid instant gratification nah that's not what i said i think what you're referencing is i said on stream i was watching a video this kind of actually goes back to one of the questions from earlier i was watching a video about like common traits that millionaires have um And one of the com one of the most common traits that like all millionaires have is delayed gratification. And what that means is they don't stop to smell the flowers. And I feel like when people hear that, they take that too literal. Like you don't ever celebrate. No, 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 no. It's not that I think when you have delaying instant gratification is meaning like don't prolong your gratification. Um, Like like a lot of time and I've been doing this my entire life, like whether I was aware of it or not, I guess because I had a male figure around in my life. Um, It's like you got to put in the work. You got to put in the work just because you got to win just because you won the battle does not mean you won the war. It's too many people in the world that just be trying to win the battle. And I'm always trying to win the war. Um, And what that means is in a sense that like let's say you accomplish something that you're really proud of. Right. You can celebrate for today but tomorrow was back to work and don't and and when you do celebrate don't celebrate too hard don't be out till fucking six in the morning because then you're not gonna be able to put in work till tomorrow you can celebrate just don't celebrate too hard and that's what i think it means for delayed gra- i don't i don't i have to do something extraordinary for me to get excited about shit like what, what j cole said your old highs become your new lows that's real shit like once you start accomplishing stuff like certain things don't do anything for you So it's like, stop trying to celebrate anything. I think the best example is, um, fucking, uh, what was his name? Um, I lost my train of thought. The best example. Oh, the best example I can think of is like rappers. Um, just to like break it down in like easy way. How many rappers have you seen everywhere? Every, every year there's a new rapper. There's a new rapper, right? There's several. And most of them never make it past two or three years in their career. And the reason being is because a lot of times Every year, a new rapper comes out. They have a hot song that blows up on YouTube or it blows up on TikTok. Um, everybody's listening to it. And what does that rapper do? Because he, does, he didn't surround himself with um, business minded people. He usually goes on a tour where he does an interview with everybody. Like an example I can give is fucking like that rapper. What's his name? Saw Baby. Remember that? Remember Saw Baby from a couple years ago? He sang that song, uh, hit him with the Stick. What? Let it hit or some shit like that. I I don't even remember the damn lyrics, but you know what I'm talking about. Oh, pull up with the stick, let it hit. You remember him? That was that was literally like two years ago, bro. (laughs) You know, and he did the exact thing that I'm describing right now. A lot of rappers, they get a song, they blow up. Um, and then they stopped doing what got them popular. Like they worked hard to get that song. I'm not taking that away from anybody. Um, it, it, even to become a one hit wonder, you have to work hard. You got to be in the studio coming up with something that people are going to like. You know how hard it is to create something hoping somebody likes it? And they stop doing that. And what they do is they go on a tour where they go on an interview and they do an interview with everybody and they mama. They got a million interviews, Breakfast Club, Hot 97, all the little blogs and, and, and shit like that. And the YouTube channels, they go on fucking festivals and shit, just doing mad interviews. Then the album comes out and it sounds like a fucking collection of bullshit. It doesn't sound like they put any thought into it. Like, like I, I love albums where it like has a flow to it. The album don't got no flow to it. Just sounds like a bunch of janky ass singles. That sounds like it's chasing the success of the original single that blew him up. And like they stopped doing what got them popular. So it's like you have to delay that. No, you got to be in the studio. Like Lil Wayne was right. You got to be in a studio. You got to come up with mad songs. Fucking make two, three hundred songs. And then pick ten of the best. Um, But too many people don't do that. And then the, the number two thing. Uh, that people who become millionaires, they have is there's instant gratification. And then there's focus from a lot of videos that I watch intense focus. Uh, I am a very focused person, but I think I can become more focused. I think I can become more, more better. Um, but yeah, that instant gratification shit people, a lot of people would be thinking that, um, I mean, I've heard it. I've literally, I've literally been tw- VidCon 2016. I was waiting. Uh, I, I was waiting. Uh, I was at a, I was at a, panel. And there was a woman that was speaking. She was some big YouTuber that plays games, um, content creator. And there was a mom and her daughter sitting right there in the crowd. And I was sitting right next to them. And the mom points to the girl and she's like, this is your favorite YouTuber. And she's like, yeah. And she's like, and you're telling me this girl just plays video games on YouTube and she makes millions of dollars. And her daughter was like, yeah, I swear to God, this is a true story. I'm not making this up. The mom pulls the daughter by the arm. She's like, come on, let's go to the store. Let's go get one of those capture cards. And like, literally, I heard that shit and I turned my head and I literally just laughed. I was like, they have no idea how hard it actually is because they think they're going to get instant gratification. There's way too many people who think that just because they tried, it means it was a good effort. No, you tried that. that, That's not good. There's a difference. There's a lot of people. Like I always joke. There's a lot of people who uh, say they worked really hard on a YouTube video. They'll be like, "Yo, bro, I spent ten hours editing this video," and they'll like brag about it on Twitter. And then I will go watch the video. That shit is trash, to be honest. Uh, from because I edit. I edit all my shit. For those of you unaware, and I've been editing for a long time. Like that shit is tra- what, like, eh? uh, and like people have to realize there's a difference between spending ten hours editing a video because you were coming up with creative things to enhance your video versus spending 10 hours to edit a video because you're not good at editing because you don't know where the tools are you don't know how to navigate the interface you don't understand anything about editing you're watching tutorials while you're fucking editing slowing your damn computer down you don't know the proper render settings to uh get the best quality versus uh the time to export there's a difference (laughs) <laughs> but people want instant gratification. They feel like because they spent 10 time, they spent 10 hours editing. They thought it was a good job. No, you spent 10 hours because you're fucking trash. You have to keep doing it over and over and over again until you get quicker at it and you get better at it. And then your content improves, but people want something. Everybody wants something because they fucking tried. They want something because they tried. And that's what it means for instant gratification. Don't get so excited because you tried you can celebrate when you make victories but don't celebrate too damn hard tomorrow is back to work and that's all i got for you guys hopefully you guys enjoyed the show if you did please remember to rate the show Five stars on Apple Podcast. Rating my show five stars on Apple Podcast helps move it up the algorithm. And if it moves up the algorithm, that means it brings in new listeners, which helps me grow. And I would really appreciate that. If you enjoyed this show so much, because you know you guys are always leaving comments on the YouTubers, yo, this dude be dropping gems, gems, gems. I be giving away a game for free. People be charging for I'm about to write a book, do masterclass something i be giving away game for free. If you love the content so much, send a brother a donation. Appreciate it. It can be a dollar, $5, $10, a million. It doesn't matter. Financially support your boy. And you can send your donations over to my cash app. My cash app is dollar sign, the black Hokage 08. Once again, that's dollar sign, the black Hokage 08 for the cash app. Um, other than that, that's all I got on my show notes. I will see you guys on the next episode of. Hokage das